Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. I am Rob, and with me today is Seiji and Jeff, just Seiji. So, where's left? Where's left? <laughs> Where in the world is That's the question the we've been asking tech. ourselves. Where is left? We've waited about 50 minutes longer than usual. He is a no-show. He might be dead. I hope not. <laughs> and if he is, my apologies to Ghost Left. I certainly didn't mean to make light of you being dead. I'm hoping you're not, but you're not here. Or he was alive yesterday. He was alive yesterday. Or somebody else answered on his right. Google account. I mean, today's so this week's Left's topic, and he's not here, but Seiji and I, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. I remember it was something interesting that I forgot. It was eSports. Spo- oh, spoilers yeah, right. for next episode. I get some cool notes and stuff. It'll be fun to get into, but we can't do it without left, especially it being uh, his topic. <laughs> um, so, a few things. I'd like to update my uh, game playing. So, as you know, I finished a game last week. I started a game called Danganronpa, or Trigger Happy Havoc Danganronpa for Pacefita. Uh, I've heard about that. It's awesome. Yes, it is. So, so, episode 69, when we played uh, those dating sims and stuff, it's opened my my eyes to visual novels. Uh, we didn't play dating since we played visual novels. My bad. So it's opened my eyes to them. So I have a, Phoenix is right. Phoenix Wright is kind of a visual novel, mm-hmm. and so Danganronpa I think would be an awesome visual novel for you to try because it actually has a lot of gameplay in it. Okay. You are trapped in this uh, elite school. All the characters are are uh, high schoolers, I guess, or college. I can't quite remember. Probably high school. It's it's a Japanese game. Um, so you're, you're stuck in a school, 15 of you, and, and this is like an elite place made only for the best person in a certain thing. Like there's, They're called the ultimate basketball player, the ultimate writing project, the ultimate affluent person. And so, and then the, the character you kind of play as, you're, you're the ultimate lucky person because you're just a normal person who, who won a lotto to get to go to the school. Mm-hmm. And you show up in the school, and I mean, this is minor spoilers. This is the premise of the game, but you show up, and basically, you're all trapped in there with no way of communication or anything. And there's this crazy ass bear thing, um, who basically makes these set of rules. And every room is pretty much every room has a monitor and stuff, so they're watching you at all times. And to get out, to graduate, someone has to kill someone, one of the classmates, and then get away with it. So they become blackened until the, until a class trial happens. So no one wants to kill each other, but the, but they but the bad guy starts doing things like threatening to reveal embarrassing secrets or bribing with money. So people start to slip. They're, they're stuck in there with no way out. And and they start saying, like, here's what's happened while you're in here, like your parents are dead or whatever. And so the fir- so someone kills someone first. And then this is like the tutorial part of the game. You are you go to this kind of class trial. So let me just break it down. So there's a, f- a few ways to game play the game flows. You have your story stuff where you're talking to characters uh, going to like certain areas in the school uh, to meet and have the story progress. You, it's a first-person perspective, but you walk around the school, and so you're always seeing from the camera. So unlike a lot of visual novels, you actually are moving through a 3D environment. And uh, actually, it has a really cool loading scene. So whenever you go to a new room, it loads in pieces. Like it's almost like a diorama. Things kind of drop down, and and it's a really cool effect. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the visuals of the game. But anyway, so, you, so the school starts opening for you. That's the exploration mode. Uh, there's something called free time, and you get a few days to basically 
choose some of the characters to kind of build relationships. Now, it's not a dating sim, but you get to find out more about characters by you choosing to spend that time with them. So that's pretty cool. It has a little bit of that that going forward. And then you then the murder happens. And then you have investigation mode. And what this is, you're basically, it's almost like Phoenix Wright's investigation time. You're going around school looking for clues and uh, building up this like information of, of trying to piece together the, the puzzle. And then finally, after a certain amount of time passes, you're in the class trial. And then the class trial is interesting because, so you're trying to figure out who killed. And it has these like mini games all throughout it, like, words will, all the characters are talking and these certain color words will come and you have to try and either tap it or if you want to play with the analog just overcome it and hit it like a like a shooter in a way and then there's also like a rhythm mini game so it's like it's it's very intense and i've i've got game over a few times in it because i wasn't fast enough so it's like one of the most interactive visual novels i've played and the story is really cool and the characters are fun and I, I yeah I strongly I think I, I strongly recommend it to people to try out I I've been kind of taken with it I'm gonna buy the second one as soon probably tomorrow as soon as I finish this one and uh, yeah it's a really cool game I've talked a lot Seiji what 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 do you make of based on my my amazing description I don't know it's it has a little bit of everything so. it does but you know it, it's pretty its main point is storytelling just like any other visual novel the the bulk of the game is reading. But I just like that it still feels like a game the entire time. It doesn't feel like Sweet Fuse was fun, but there's no gameplay in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just reading and making decisions. This one, it's not even about making too much decisions. It's about investigating exploration and, and progressing the story and trying to figure out, you know, you have to kind of mentally figure out who's the killer because you get a game over if you don't. The other rule of the game is if the, how you graduate is you kill someone and get away with it. If the person who gets away with the murder, mm-hmm. the whole rest of the class dies. Okay. So that's why it's like if you don't figure it out, it's game over until you have to redo it and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Danganronpa. Cool. Play it. Play Dangan it. Lampa. Yes. And the other game I've been playing is, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's Cave Story. Uh, the 3D. 3D. Yes. The 3DS. As you know, I, I splurged and bought the surprisingly rare 3D version of, 3DS version of the game. With Gino? Uh, no, another game store in town. It's just, I've never seen it, except for that one spot. It was pretty pricey, though. I felt a little oh, dirty yeah, buying okay, it, okay. but I still, I still did, because I really wanted to play it, and you know, if I know there is a physical way to play it, I just have to, I have to own it. It's a stupid tick. It might be OCD, I really don't know, but uh, I will I will put it off. So, even knowing that it's really easy, it's so easy to copy of Cape Story, most people played it, but I'm like, well... I want to own a copy. And I like the 3D one. I was debating playing, because I have Cave Story Plus, but I just, I love the, like I was telling you earlier, I love the depth of the environment. So I'm like, I'm, I'm a big sucker for 2D gameplay in a 3D background where you have like foreground and, and backgrounds and interesting animations going on. So that's kind of why I ultimately chose to play this. When I have tried the 3D, uh, the regular version, and I did enjoy it, I just didn't get very far. Probably because it was in Steam, and since it was on Steam, I I don't play anything for more than. Are you farther into the three D yeah, version? Yeah, farther than into it. Than I didn't get very far in. in the, Where are you now? I am. I didn't play yesterday, so I. Uh, someone got kidnapped, mm-hmm. and I killed a TV thing, and I went to a graveyard and found a key, and now I'm in a robot. Oh, I took a teleporter, and now I'm in this cool factory place, and I think that's where I last was. Cool factory. It's like a fact, not not a school, a cool factory place with robots and a buzzsaw on the floor, 
and uh, it killed me a few times. And I don't think I beat that area. It's very early in the Is game. Is it a place with the eggs? Uh, maybe. The egg corridor? I don't know. You, you Or so, the grassland. You, no, it's no. definitely not that far. You okay, go, no, it's it's like very early in. You take a teleporter in a house. The first teleporter, right? Yes. The first location? I yeah. think it's the egg corridor. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. you know what? That does sound familiar, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's when yeah. There are eggs, right? Yeah, yeah, there is. Okay. That's where I'm at. Mm. And elephants? Uh, elephant creatures? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fought right. those. Okay, cool. My gun's level three, and I got a rocket launcher okay. uh, weapon that has ammo. Uh, but I, oh, man, the music in that game is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've listened to the Cave Story music before. I've, I really played Cave Story and just playing. There's one thing about like you listen to a really cool soundtrack, but I think soundtracks are more powerful when you have the context that goes with them. Absolutely. Like I love Final Fantasy games, and I think one of the reasons why I love the music so much is because I have all the memories of playing those games with it and really appreciate it. So now I'm starting to appreciate. The soundtrack more. It was the same when I played Shovel Knight. I listened to the OST way before I played it, and I really liked it more after and when I was playing, you think? Okay. playing it. So so I think that part about it is pretty awesome. And, okay, I'm so glad you're playing Cave Me too. I'm playing everyone's games lately. Like, mm-hmm. Jordan was on me, friend of the show, Jordan. She's, Danganronpa was her suggestion, uh, Phoenix Wright, and um, a couple others. And uh, I've been playing them, and... I think Marshall Marshall got me to play Soma last year, and I'm so I've been playing a lot of people's games, and I'm going to play Brutal Legend sometime for left. So, but no one's playing my game. Seiji, I have a game that I bought today. That forgive the rap rumbling that I think you someday need to play a version. I need of. to play this. Yeah, I got the Last of Us PS4 version, which is, I guess, the physical one. At least in town, is becoming kind of rare. The prices have not gone down. It's actually I paid about the the price it was new for a used one. But uh, I really wanted the remaster with DLC included. I just I want to play it in the PS4 when I replay it. But yeah, so and it's a game I think that you should you should play at some point. Yeah, I remember a friend Ramon was so impressed with this game. Oh, it's so one, good. one time I, I went to his place and he told me, "Oh, you have to play this." <laughs> and I played. I don't know five minutes of it. You, you can't just it. jump in. You have to and, really play it from the start. I think. Yeah. Um, it looked really real mm-hmm. and usually i find that boring but as as i've read about it i mean everybody, everybody thinks it's it's like a perfect game so the, i, it, I it, have to play it yeah you know it's one of those games that you know a 9.5 or a 10 is justified because it has so many great things for it now the gameplay is pretty solid it's cover based uh 3d uh or sorry cover based third person shooter and stealth mm-hmm. and the option of both and you fight a lot of humans and a lot of creatures. And there's different strategies because you're fighting different kind of monsters. So you can kind of plan out your route, try not to get caught. Because if a bunch of people see you, they're going to kill you. So fairly standard. Um, one of the things that made it a little different at the time was the idea that you could, using sound and sight, manipulate your environment. So throwing a glass bottle is going to get that creature to go over there. You know, So you want to try and lure, lure things and in certain directions that you can sneak up. So I think that was some of the... And the AI is fairly fairly advanced, at least when it came out. Graphically, for the PS3, it looks really good. It looks like the average... It looks like a step in between the current gen and the last gen in terms of the averages. Like, the average game from the third gen it looks way better than... And it, I'm sure when I play this version with the updated models and stuff, I it'll probably still feel like a current, like a current gen game because mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. already looks so good. The story is very solid, very emotional. Um, if you appreciate a good story in a game and you're willing to appreciate some of the cinematics that go with it, there's not too many. 
There's cutscenes though when people are talking, but it's not just stop gameplay cutscenes. A lot of the talking and stuff goes on while you're playing mm-hmm. because you have a companion with you the whole time and you're mm-hmm. helping each other and and uh, I guess some exposition is done through them as they're exploring and or you'll get comments on like if you're in an environment because one thing Naughty Dog does best I think is their environments and their their designs and environments are so vast and and full of lore and, and hidden messages and stuff and you'll get characters commenting on the areas that you're at and I think uh, I think that's the, the the charm of the game but I think that like I know we always make the jokes that you don't appreciate any sort of like cutscenes and games and stuff but I don't know I think you would like the game I, I believe you and I, and, I, and I know that you like a lot of different like you love movies and stuff a lot and and yeah I know you kind of want games to be games and movies to be movies but this one blends the two together fairly well I would say uh, at least it's one of my favorite games of the last gen I'm gonna play it. And I can't wait to play it again. So if you want to play the PS3 version, you know, if you, I can lend you a PS3 at some point. If you, because I'm not playing one right now, and I have the PS3 version as well. So when you're ready to play it, I can, I can lend you one for a week or two. It's not a very long game. Sure. And then we can talk about it. Then we, we can we do should, one of our, our patented game talks. Has Left played it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, we 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 should do one of those like yeah, old game talks. I miss them. Yeah. Talk about The Last of Us. It's a great game. Yeah. So. That's my game's recent game updates. What about you? What's what's new in the world of gaming with Seiji? I've been playing a lot of Carol Blaster again. Yeah, you mentioned that right. a little bit, right? So, but yeah, but the, the, the first time I played it because I was so against the idea of playing Carol Blaster on the phone. I'm still against it. So I played it with a controller yeah. on my PC. That's the way to go. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And But I don't know. I I felt like... I was, the other day I, I, I got it from the app store just because I wanted to to check something. This was for work research. Right. And um, I, I had it there for a while and I couldn't play it. It was too it's, hard. It sounds weird. You know, like, touch yeah. touchscreen buttons, I, I don't it's like them. It's not there. They're not tactile. But I don't know. I played it yeah. and then I, I heard that Jeff has been trying to, to get all the achievements. Yeah, so he has like one left. So I got curious and i started playing uh Curve blaster on the phone yeah i i couldn't beat the first level i, I think cuz it was too hard it's weird the right but then i i got used to it okay i got used to it and i went through the first level and i just couldn't stop oh, i really? went through so the you whole got right game. into it I, whole game yeah, i went through the whole game jeez um and then Lev has been going on and on about the the overtime mode. Yeah, the, right. Yeah, the whatever mode it is. Yeah. So what I thought it was is was I thought it was a hard mode right. of the game, but it's totally not. So they remix the levels and stuff. No, it's just it's like the game continues. Oh, really? Right. It's like it's a cool take on the hard mode. Okay. But really, what what happens is that when the when the story ends, right, mm-hmm. and and that that's the story. Yeah, yeah. The new story it's about they're going in on a vacation trip. Oh right, hmm. but it, it's called the Zangyo mode, like overtime. Right. Like it's like overtime from work. So, oh. <laughs> so some of them go to to the vacation spot yeah. to an onsen. They go to right to uh, thermal waters, mm. hot spring water. I don't know. And you, the the, the frog, Caro, the frog stays <laughs> with the black cat right. at work because uh, suddenly there's a lot of work to do. Of course. So a new plot unveils in which really. So the new areas and stuff. No, you go through the same areas, but it's it, they call it the the same, okay. but it's com- completely different levels. Yeah. I mean, the same settings, like the the ice level is still the ice level, but the the arrangement of the levels different. 
completely oh, completely okay. and it feels like if you play carol blaster and get you get used to it great um, game uh, now there's more of a platforming elements like jumps are harder the positioning of the of the um of the enemies is different so i don't like hard modes because it's just like the same thing they just uh, like enemies become denser and, mm-hmm. and it's just harder to go. It's frustrating, but this is not the case. Okay, it's that's just like it's like having more still, levels. Oh, sorry, it's like having more levels. It's 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 a beautiful beautiful game. I am I'm on the I'm like third world now, and there's an and, and actually this has a better story than the original story. Really? Yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in playing it. Um, again, I should now that I know a little bit more about it. Cause yeah. I never really asked left. I just like you, like oh hard mode. Eh, I don't really want to have to have uh-huh. less health and kill more enemies. That's... You know how they the enemies are these black creatures? Yeah, these like shadowy things, and they're all over the place. Yeah. Um, so you you already beat those, yeah. right? So they're not there anymore. Okay, so they're gone. So now there's it, it's work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds pretty cool. They represent work with papers, bunches of papers. Wait, so it's papers that you're getting rid of? Uh huh. Because there's a <laughs> there's a uh, work making machine or something like that. Okay, it makes work. <laughs> it makes work. Office work. It sounds uh, like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Japan is weird. Is that a fun? <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Super Hexagon. Yep. Um, Clash Royale. Yep. A lot of it, and I played. I played Call of Duty. One really? Day during the week. Which yeah. which version? Uh, the one. That I that I played the last time, which is Modern Warfare Two. That's uh, like 2010, isn't it? It's a really old game. So I, I was had people a, playing it. I had a hard I had a hard time um, finding a room, but I found one, and I just got massacred. Like so, were you hagey while playing it? You should have let Cobb know. <laughs> no, it was just myself playing oh. those kinds of. Things. I, I I I like those those kinds of games. They're fun. Like I like, but only in multiplayer mode. Yeah, I would. I and, have no interest in playing a military guy and with friends because I I really didn't enjoy it too much. I played like half an hour. It's kind of like me with TF2. I I usually only play with at least another friend. Otherwise, it's just not very. fun Oh, for me. I'm gonna play that next. Have you played? You've played TF2 before. I've played a lot of TF2. Let me know when you're gonna play. I'll I'll jump on and play with you on Steam. Yeah. I got a computer that can run run games again, so that's nice. And Star Fox is yeah tomorrow. Tomorrow, so I'm gonna be playing that next yep. week. Uh, predictions. Week. What's your predicted score for Star Fox? Like in damage. Uh, like damage mode let's, or let's do it a ten out of ten. What do you think? It's this is gonna be? be a solid seven. Yeah, seven. That's so. kind of what I think. That I you're hope so. you're shooting high with seven. I hope so. I mean, a lot of people really don't like the controls. Oh yeah, but I think I'm gonna get used to it because I don't I don't hate motion control. Well, this is my first. This will be my first uh, full on Star Fox where I actually played through a bunch of it because I've only only ever dabbled. Star oh, Fox really? you didn't play nope. uh, Star Fox 64? Only played a bit of the first one. That's the only Star Fox... The Super Nintendo one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm excited to see. Maybe it'll, it'll awaken something in me and I want to play all the Star Foxes. When I see the Star Fox 64 for 3DS, next time I think I might pick it up. Just that one is really good because it's just good. Star Fox 64. And Star Fox 64 is beautiful. People seem to love it. Beautiful. Yeah. So there you go. I'll keep my eye out for six Star Fox 64. And I'm a little bit excited yes. about the Star Fox Guard. Yeah, that's the other thing. So, so is it just the first run that comes with this package deal? I don't know. I, I guess so. I can know that they. I all, hope I so. Yeah, so rare. Everything on the Wii is going to be rare because yeah. no one seems to care about the Wii. Hey, you know, actually, on the same vein, we're not change topics. We'll keep going, but the Xbox 
Microsoft today announced, or sometime this week announced, that they're done producing new Xbox 360s. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, I still need to grab one. I grab one so I can play all I, my. I Xbox heard it was games. a ten year run. Yeah, ten years for. I wonder when the PS3 stopped. Did it stop? Is it still running? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Probably not. I don't know, but we do, there's there's rumors about a PS4K. Yeah, PS4 like 4.5, PS4 Neo. Uh-huh. Uh So I guess you're wondering what I think about that as being a PS4. Uh-huh. I'll buy it, probably. Uh, give Megan my current PS4. and. Well, you're going to need a, a new TV, right? I have a new my TV. No, I new. mean like a 4K TV. Oh, oh no, I'll stick with my HD uh-huh. TV, I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I don't know. I'm a sucker for new consoles and minor and like minor updates. Like I bought a new 3ds, and uh, I'm sure if if the Wii had come out with an HD version of the Wii back then, mm-hmm. had I had a job at the time that was good, I would have mm-hmm. bought it without hesitating. So yeah, four point. I just get excited when I see that. I'm like, cool. It, it runs a little faster. It's. I want to replace mine at some point, anyways. So. No, I, talking about yeah. updates. Have you heard the latest? NX rumors? No, please. Yeah, you mentioned that before we started recording. So, what is the what's the new rumors? What's the so as I read more and more, it just seems like a Wii, like a Wii U. Really? Yeah. What have you heard? What What's the current, the latest? That it has a a, a, like a tablet controller. Okay. Similar to sounds like the Wii U gamepad. I don't know, but you can take it anywhere. So exactly, it's it's probably going to be smaller, but still the same concept. It's just like as if you could take the gamepad. So what? How is that going to work? I mean, it's not going to have limited physical range. It's going to have to use Wi-Fi. So does that mean is it going to be? Well, it already uses Wi-Fi, a form of Wi-Fi, right? But a, I mean, a really short range one. Exactly. But you really think they're going to have citywide? It's not going to be like a, I can take a DS anywhere I want and play it. If this is streaming from the console, that is the weird part. Then right? I don't see how it works. Cause so you can only play it when you are near Wi-Fi. On yeah. And does it that mean that your your NX would have to be on at home? I don't know. It's like because the PS4, you can do that with your Vita. The Vita, if you have your PS4 connected and you're out somewhere, you can go on Wi-Fi and play your PS4 through your Vita, oh, okay. which is really cool. So it's probably kind of like that. It must be. I, I can't imagine them having like citywide like tethers to your to your your NX. So that's one, and the other is that a lot of uh, Nintendo Wii U titles got pushed to the NX. Oh, what what's that? They like, like big ones. I'm not surprised. I do think that's happening. These are these are rumors. Even if these rumors aren't like verified anyway, no, it's, it's not that I'm surprised. But it are you stuff starts to make sense. You know how the last E3 was so sucky. Yes, you were like depressed, sagey. But only because there weren't to in to my mind, and I still feel that void in me <laughs> is that they didn't announce anything, anything worthwhile. Like what? What are the 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 major studios like new in stuff Nintendo. announced or, or like so there are games I, I'm still excited for Tokyo Mirage for whatever reason uh-huh. and Zelda yeah but those, that's it th- those are those are old games yeah exactly so I don't remember them ex- announcing anything new during E3 last year that had me excited no 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 uh, the last Nintendo Direct the Kirby Robot Robobo uh-huh. Planet or whatever I am excited for that I like Kirby games Mm. Uh, that's it, I think. But Nintendo has been super quiet and hasn't really announced anything. Do you think they're saving it for in C3? like two years? They must be saving it. They're probably going to have a slew of like. So big during games. E3, I think. So in the rumor I heard is that they are going to increase their output of games from their first party. You know. Oh yeah, well, they have to to a lot to the point where they're saying that in in a one year's time they're going to have 
um, as much major titles as the Wii U has. Like within okay within like a year. First party games. Like you know how Nintendo kinda of only releases like two? Yeah. Every year. So probably the NX gonna have a really strong start with a bunch of um ports from the Wii U yep. plus new like games. Smash. That was one of the big rumors of Smash is Splatoon yeah. and Mario Maker. So if if that's true, I mean Splatoon and Mario Maker are use the gamepad a lot, right? Yeah. Motion controls, so they have yeah, to I don't know. they can't it can't it seems like just, a Wii U. Yeah, it can't just two. be a Wii U. It has to have some things about it that make it worth buying. They are do, they are going to do it, I think, because Nintendo always comes up with something new. But what's important to me right now is that it's the games, right? Yep. Because the when the Wii U first started, it had a lack of games, or that that was the the feeling that a lot of right. Had. It needs to have a lot of momentum. I think so for Nintendo to make up lost ground. I think it needs to come out with a competitive price point. It needs to be at least on par with on par. We're close to on par with the current systems, and it needs to have a lot of momentum. So it means it needs to have a great launch lineup and a bunch of games that are actually coming out the next year, year and a half. Otherwise, people are just going to be like, oh, it's the Wii again. I'm not going to get any new games for like a year. The Wii has great games over the, la- the f- what, four years it's been out? Five years now? The Wii U? Yeah, Wii U, sorry. 2013? Only 2013. And it's 20- no, it must be. Yeah, Wii? Sure. 2013? 2012? 2012? 2012. 2012, yeah. maybe? Like I think 2012. The, the... So, yeah, because I, was, I wasn't living where I'm living now, and that was 2012. Yeah, uh, this I think... November 2012? Yeah, like yeah, that sounds right. Or... Not 2011. Sure. I don't think so. No, Vita came out in 2011. Did the Wii U come out in November of 2011? You no, know what? I think... We have the internet. I'm going to yeah. verify. No, I'm pretty the, sure it's 20, 2012 at the earliest. I think you're... I think it might be into 2011. We're going to find out. Because uh, Google makes arguing about this kind of obsolete when we can just check when we the Wii U. All right, December. Oh, that's definitely all right. Twenty point six million sold as of release date. Yeah, you're right. November eighteenth, twenty twelve. Not even four years. No, it seems it seems like it's been around way longer to me. I don't know why. I feel like the Wii U has just been around. But even so, like it has a really good library, but. It just, I don't think the library formed fast enough. There's a lot of great games, but I don't know if it's enough in three years, right? So it has a super strong library up to 2015, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Yeah. I mean, now it's not like, what, other than... And by, by that, I mean, when, by E3, 20, E3 2014 was amazing, was great. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, the Wii U has this bright well, yeah, future. Yeah, they announced cell, in terms they of games, trailer right? and stuff, yeah. But then, just... They promised us Zelda in 2015. Yeah. So we're going to get our, our our April title. No, no, no. April will be Star the, Fox. The May title is the big one. What is it? It was Mario Kart 8 in 2014. Uh-huh. And it was Splatoon in 2015. What is it this so year? So this year's May title, like the big one, I don't know what it is. Is there even Because it should be a Star Fox. Well, Star Fox is coming out a little early. But it's not going to be a Star Fox. Well, it's not going to be a big title, I don't think, but I think that might be their only big title left. And the end of May is like when they release something big, but there's nothing, nothing left. Yeah. Um, they have the Mario uh, Paint one or whatever the hell it's called, the sequel to the to Mario, Paper Mario. Right? Oh, Your fa- yeah. So people who can't see, Seiji has a look of disgust on his face. Uh, you don't look impressed at all by that. We'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, I'm probably going to be really excited if they announce, I don't know, Zelda, New Mario, New Metroid, yeah. you know, 
all the major franchises and some some something new. It will maybe for the NX, but they're not going to announce it for the Wii U. Still, I'm pretty like still. I I will be okay. One other thing, you know, this won't bother you, but mm-hmm. it will bother me and other people I know. Uh, there's always those rumors that the NX won't have any physical media, and that will be depressing for me if that's the case. Like, will I buy it? Yeah, sure. We'll but, see. You know. I hope not because I'm not ready for that. I know it's the future. I know it's coming. I'm I'm like a grandpa. I'm fighting it. Like I don't, I don't want to buy it that way. No, I don't think it's the future. I think it's the present of gaming. Oh, sorry, You're my bad. But we still have the option to buy. What What I mean is no, but mm, it's something that is all in 2016. Is yeah. it's almost kind of old. I think there's something new coming. Oh, well, what do you think? What are they beaming into your head? or I think it's you think, Oh, yeah, Seiji's theory that he's mentioned on other episodes that he thinks that perhaps Amiibos and stuff will be the way you get games. Mm-hmm. I think that they are great DLC delivery systems, but I, I don't... I don't know. I mean, sh- I don't know. I just... Uh, I, I would still prefer that over digital only, but I do like just regular games. I want games in manuals. That would be a nice new thing for me if they would put manuals back in games. I get excited about those. Well, it all depends, right? And why? And and the reason I say that digital media is really the present of gaming is because of mobile. Mm-hmm. Because as the most popular mobile platform, whether we want to accept it or not, and all PC games are practically but look at digital. The, it's great that you mentioned that the value people put for games on the PC. A lesser extent to the PC, but major on the mobile, is that games are not worth that much on those on those uh, devices. As a matter of fact, like I will look at games that I know are worth ten, twenty dollars. Uh, like people will put like I don't know, a Final Fantasy game or something, and I'll see that like a ten dollar version of Final Fantasy VII on Steam, which is already fairly cheap. If I see that same thing on on like mobile, I don't want to pay for it. It's, it's it, because of the cheapness of apps and all the free to play games. It's tainted it to the point where you know, all games, even ones that aren't very regular mobile fare, just doesn't seem like it's worth it. But mm-hmm. I do think that games are worth like $50, $60 if they're a big enough game. But I think there's a little bit of a problem with, with digital only. I think it devalues games a little bit. And I think because... But, but keep in mind that they can't... You can't just switch... Um, you can't develop the games that we love, like Nintendo first-party games or all the Sony stuff I play, on a budget... That on the on the amount of money that uh, mobile games are sold for, you know what I mean? Like you can't. You have a let's say you have an eighty dollar game, right? And right. you and, and you're saying it, it's worth it, right? And well, you're seeing those words, but what what does it actually mean? Like big companies have to have to put that price because they're so large and they have to, to pay for compensate it. for yeah. all the distribution channels. Of course, that. but let's say something that is that like. Minecraft, for example, yes. which was like twenty bucks from the thirty beginning. now, right? Something like that. That's worth it. But it's still, it's always been digital. There, there, there are physical copies, but I don't know what they go for. About the same, I think. 20 but what I'm saying is that is is Minecraft a game that is so large in scope, less valuable than a game that goes out for eighty bucks or whatever? I don't know. Find out in uh, right after this uh, break.
crap. I need since we don't have any topic this week, I needed to segue somewhere. So is it <laughs> is it worth it? Uh, the same. You say you're asking, is it worth the same price as an eight dollar game, right? Uh huh. Uh, and I don't know. Probably. Like, look, if it had come out that way, and it's, the problem is, if you lead with ten dollars, people are not going to want to pay more. I don't mind paying. Like when I do eventually buy it, um, I'll pay the thirty bucks, and I think the game is worth thirty dollars. I mean, look at what you can do with the game. That game, you know. But did it cost that much? Like, I don't know how much it cost this man personally, because he's a one man team, right? To make Minecraft was Minecraft. No, no, it's a, a small company. Was it, oh, okay, Mojo, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, eighty dollars is so. like I don't think it's really hard. Like I just I accept the price that's kind of put out there. Eighty dollars is high, I think, for most things. I kind of think we're, we're but the problem is we're in Canada and our dollar is really shitty right now. So I don't quite think games regularly go for eighty ninety dollars and other like in the U.S. it's probably like what sixty or seventy, maybe. But still, I mean, a lot of that money doesn't really go to the developer. Where does it go? Publisher? The, the pub, uh, publishers, distribution channels, all that ca- needs to be compensated, right? Of course. So if you have a small indie game, mm-hmm. I mean, if you and I make a game, right? Yes. It would be amazing. And Best game ever. we publish it. <laughs> and we, we're probably going to publish it on a digital channel, right? Yeah, we don't have we, all of the, course not. If it was just you and I, it would be a two-man team. We'd have structure. to do it digitally. Uh-huh. And you put a game, and, and let's say it's it's a greatest game of all time. Which right? it would have to be, of course. But you wouldn't charge $80, $80 for our game. No, right? definitely not. I, because I of the reasons like you, you said, but is it better? It, can, it could be. And it can be uh, bigger in scope yeah. than a game that... Well, look at No Man's Sky, a game that... If it was really, if it didn't have all this backing from Sony and stuff, I bet you it would have been released for twenty, thirty dollars. But I think it's going to be going for the same price as any other mm-hmm. fully fledged game. And what that tells you, and it looks like it's worth it to me. And what that tells you is that a percentage of that price yeah. is really for different reasons than for what the game is worth. Sure, you know, you could you could have a point there, but to me, a game like No Man's Sky, let's we don't know what it's like because it's not out. But let's say that given it, let's say it meets its ambitions or close to mm-hmm. a game like that. To me, sounds like it's worth the a uh, quote unquote full price game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, an eighty dollar game, or whatever, whatever. Like I like sixty to seventy range, preferably. Once it starts going over eighty, I start to get a little antsy, unless it's a collector's. But mm-hmm. um, you know, although this is a side tangent, uh, I think that in the world of digital gaming, uh, I think that collector's editions will be physical editions, i.e. they will be as rare as collector's editions are. Physical editions will be very low rent, low print run, and I'll have to fight people on fucking Amazon and shit to try and get a copy of it. I think that's the, the, the bleak future of mm-hmm. physical games. It'll be, it won't go right away like Snap. It'll, it'll, it'll become a, a collector's thing. Only. No, no. The way it, all this started was because of the NX, right? I don't think it's going to be digital only, but I don't think that it should be the traditional optical disc anymore. You want it, what was it, flash drives is what you liked last time? Flash drives, something cartridge. Okay, cartridge. To me, cartridge is just the the thing that has the most charm. I like... But if it's an Amiibo, or Amiibo-like thing... Would you like that? Yes. But imagine if it was an Amiibo thing, and you, let's just say that it's an Amiibo... They foolishly don't print enough, and we get the same scenarios we get with current Amiibos. And now, all of a sudden, I can't even play a game I want to play because of fucking uh, no, I don't think that's resellers. That, I don't think that would happen. 
Well, I don't know, man. I can't trust anything. A Fire Emblem game comes out, and everybody will buy, like, 26 Mars, <laughs> and uh, I'll never get to play Fire Emblem. No, I, I think that would be really uh It's a bleak future. Unlikely. It's a dystopian version of gaming, unlikely. I think. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah. I, who know, Like, early, who knows what Nintendo will do? No one can... No one knows. They always do weird shit. Like, I'm I'm actually pretty excited for E3. Like, I'm always excited for E3. I mean, let's let's keep it real. But I think this... If, okay. Nintendo has to do something amazing. And I think they're going to. But if they don't, it will be the most disappointing. It'll be more disappointing than last year. Because last year, we kind of expected it to be... You know, we expected more, but not to the extent now. Because now we, we have all these rumors. The NX... We know the NX exists in a form because they've mentioned it. And they know they said they're going to mention it in 2016. So we've got to, they've got to bring an amazing direct. To me, it's all about the software. And really, we know that they're, they're making a Mario. They've mentioned it. Yeah, but they, they're making a Mario. It was just for this. Like for a, the current a Galaxy version ish Mario, maybe? 3, Whatever. 3D I mean, Mario. the 3D world to me is better than Galaxy. I, 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 know I don't know if I could agree with that one. I mean, I agree that you think that. I just don't know if I. I, I know that a lot of people don't think that, but it was a great it's game. It's a great Mario game. It's like a triple A. Yeah. Top of the barrel. It was top game, of the barrel. Right? It was even, it's out of the barrel. Um, it's so good. They are doing a Pikmin 4. Yeah, I've heard that. that. Yep. Um, there's probably an Animal Crossing. There's got to be a Metroid game. We didn't get any for the Wii U. Again. <laughs> like the 64. Yeah. Um, so this, there's a Metroid. Definitely. Yeah, it has there's, to be. There's a Metroid coming. There's a Zelda. Yeah. That one which we so, know exists. To me, I mean, if you get all of that in one E3. How depressing is it going to be the fact that this Zelda coming out is not going to be Wii U is not getting its own Zelda. It's, it's not. It's not at this point. We we I can say with with uh, clairvoyance that it's it, it will be on both systems. If not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be shocked if they said, "Yeah, actually, it's only coming out on NX." Uh, too bad Wii U owners. That's no, and not only that, because they're remaking or or making versions, rather porting. Mm. Splatoon, Mario Maker, and Smash, then you get like what it's whatever is unique about the, the Wii U, which is the the great quality of the software. Does. You don't even have that anymore yeah. on the Wii U. I mean, right. yeah, we had them, uh, but mm-hmm. it kind of takes. It, I don't. I don't know. I, I know what you're saying, and I kind of agree. It kind of robs it a little bit of its specialness, but it came out on the Wii U first, at least. So there's mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like The Last cool. of Us. It was a great PS3 game. And like honestly, this gen has been so many ports and remasters. It's kind of like in the like late two thousands when it and this still happens, but movies were doing a shit ton of remakes. It's like video games are kind of copying that this gen, you know, so many well, remakes, remasters, and I, me, I enjoy them. To me, the Xbox One mm-hmm. and the PS Four, they don't have their definitive titles. Well, yet, okay, so. so I have a PS Four. Uh, there's Second Son, Bloodborne. Uh, there's going to be some big RPGs coming, but they're not out yet. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the games I've played. Evil Within was a pretty good, unique game. Mm, uh, Until Dawn was a was was one. Uh, there must be a. F- there's definitely Uncharted, other is, is it, Uncharted Four is out so next what, month. That, that's one of the big that's, games. But that so is the Infamous find. series is pretty big, and and Bloodborne, of course, from the esteemed mm-hmm. from software. It's another really big game. And those are all reasons that... And there's some racing games that people... I don't play them, but people love, like... But the Wii U library, I would say, is much, much uh, more uh, mature at this point. Well, yeah, it's been out longer than I mean, PS4. You have, you have 
their own new title, completely new title that is really good, something new that wasn't expected, Splatoon, Mario Maker, sure. then you have a classic, classic game like Smash and, yep. and Pikmin and, um, I don't know. Like, there's, there's a lot of PS4, and to be fair, like, I don't play as many, I play almost every Nintendo game, but there's, there's kind of less of Nintendo games that come out, so it's easier for me to keep up. And I think Nintendo has very distinct IPs, so it's easier for me to instantly remember the games. But I've already I've already played quite a Bayonetta few PS4 too. games. Yeah, Bayonetta was was great, of course. Yeah, and you know, they're wonderful one hundred and one. But there you go. It's not fair to say the PS4 doesn't have games like that. I you happen to not I'm, play. What a lot I mean of is them. the best that is going to come out for the PS4 and the Xbox One is yet to be released. I don't know if I can fully agree. Bloodborne is a massive game. and P- Yeah, it's probably not a game that you are really interested in playing, but it's mm-hmm. it's a PS4-only game, and it's massively popular and has amazing re- critical re- reception and fan reception. So mm-hmm. I can't say it's not there, because if anything, Bloodborne has justified that. But I can't think immediately... Any- I mean, Until Dawn's a nice experiment. It's not like a like a system seller, but it's a game to me that I think if you have a PS4, you should play it. And I think it's distinctive and, and not, it couldn't have been done on the Wii U. But what I'm saying is that the NX coming out and the way they've been handling the Wii U, I think that if, if the Wii U dies this year, I think every, everyone's going to be okay with that. No one's going to care. Like, uh, my, my opinion But is, if they did the same, if, if a PS5 were to be released this year, You'll be like, what? Oh, they would be pissed. Right. Because people are happy with the PS4. The people who played PS4 or PS3 got what they wanted with PS4. Uh, it's a better version of the PS3. Uh, really, that's all it is. It's just a souped up. I would say you know, people that have PS4s are happy so far, but mm-hmm. still waiting to get more value. Yes. There's the a PS4. lot of big titles coming out this year, like Last Guardian, uh, Final Fantasy XV, Persona 5, mm-hmm. um, Uncharted, which I, I am super psyched for, which is only less than a month away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then there's another Tomb Raider coming out that's already on the X-Bone. Uh, and then there's uh, another um, Dishonored. Yes, there's a lot of really, like the bigger game. You're right, the bigger games are coming. And that's why I say yeah. the Wii U's library is more mature because if... If you tell me, well, it's gone. The Wii U is gone this year. I, I would say, okay, the Wii U has has given me a lot. It has you know given what I mean? me a lot. Yes. Mario Kart Eight. But people you know, want the but best that's, match, the best Mario Kart, one of the best Mario. But that's not the reason why new people stuff, new stuff, new stuff. are okay with it. The reason people are okay with the Wii U going is because it's not selling. It's a joke to the average gamer, and I don't agree. You know, I don't. No, agree I mean, with that. I mean, I love it. for the Wii U owners. Yeah, I think we're we're okay with it in terms. I think what we at least okay. I'm a Wii U owner. What's love- what's missing is Zelda, and if he comes out, no, it's not is not unique to the to the Wii U, but still, it's weird. That's, that, that's going to be the crowning jewel. I don't know how I, it's funny because I don't know exactly how I feel. Like I wanted the Wii U to come out with a successor, but why? Why do I want that? I'm happy with my Wii U. I like the games I get for it. But I think there's like a, an amount of disrespect and uh, brushing off of, of the Wii U. And I think part yeah. of me hopes that a new system's going to come out. It's going to wow everyone. It's going to be amazing. And then, you know, it's going to be on par with the systems that people are seen as more serious or whatever. I don't want to, I don't want it to be a three, I don't want it to be a PS4. I have a PS4. I love my PS4. And as far as I'm concerned, the X-Bone is basically 
the same, except maybe I don't know. I prefer the PS4, mm-hmm. and it has a, and Sony has a, an awesome amount of first party games and blah 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 blah, and it has the third party support. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want Nintendo to just make a Super Nintendo that's on unqual- that's on par with the PS4, i.e. I mean, the, the Super like the PS4 is a successor to the Super Nintendo, if if you know what I mean. It's what it was back then. Is kind of what it is now. It's a it's a machine that plays games with a controller, and it has a lot of third party and a lot of first party, a lot of games, and that's all it does. Now Nintendo kind of so you could say that a lot of uh, systems like the PlayStation stuff kind of came from that era, and we also know that Sony was working with Nintendo directly to make the PlayStation. So I feel like. If you were looking at like branching passive evolution, this this PlayStation stems from the Super Nintendo or that kind of thing, and and just keeps going and getting better and better on that straight path. But then you have Nintendo's own stuff, and it goes in these weird paths where it tries new things and does weird shit. And so I kind of think that what I'm getting what I'm getting is I don't want to see the the Wii the next Nintendo thing be to to meet up the straight line that the PlayStation has taken and become just, uh, you know, SNES PS4. No, a lot of people won't agree with me, but let's go a little bit through the history of the generations of sure, consoles, right? First generation console are the Pongs. The yeah, Pong yeah. Uh, clones and stuff like that. Really sure. simplistic kinds of games. When you go from the first one to the second generation, you get this jump in yep. which it demands for you, the player, to think about to think differently about games. And I'm talking about the Atari uh, 2000. Mm-hmm. You know, different kinds of games, more complex, um, different kinds of things. The same thing happened from the second to the third. Mm-hmm. Right? You, uh, get, P- uh, you NES get the NES. And Master System, right? And the Master System. Mm. And the other side ones. And and boy, that was that was one of the biggest jumps, right? It's a pretty going, big jump. Going from the second to the third, because the, the games really became the games that we know yeah. they're, they're from the third generation. And... and uh, first complexity. And second, first and second is really arcadey. Very simple. Really yeah. simple. Um, uh, sometimes just one button. Primitive is really a, a decent term for yeah. it in terms of gaming. When you go to the fourth, then you get, I think, the ultimate goal of that line of evolution. If first, second, third, and fourth. The fourth being the SNES. The SNES. Era, that's that's when you get really full experiences in terms of that 2D world. Sure, and yeah, yeah. And everything yeah. that you can do on, on 2D. 2D. Yeah. Our, arcades at the same time were reaching that. Yeah. That and pinnacle. then you get the jump from the 4th to the 5th. That's which a huge is, jump because which of... Which is 3D. It's depth, right? You're adding a literal another dimension to it. That's a... Yeah. We're, I don't even... I think it's going to be a long time before... Like, I think real immersive VR is the next equivalence into that jump. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to add another dimension, I think, to really... Going, going from the fourth to the fifth generation was a big jump, and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of gamers really just couldn't yeah. do it, right? And a, and a lot of I, people. I struggled a lot. I jumped on then, really. I that's when I had a job because that was around high school or a little before for me. So I I didn't take a break from gaming, but I just couldn't afford to buy games. And then I got my own job, and by then the PS One was already out. I got a PS One, and so I was able to just kind of roll with the PS One. But yeah, you're right. Some people but just every didn't generation even want to try. Demands gamers to think about the games in a very different way. Mm. Didn't happen so much from the fourth to the fifth, but the fifth introduces online multiplayer. Are the fifth being what? PS2 era? PS2, mm. Xbox, GameCube. Wait, is that the sixth? 
No, I mean all these consoles had some some form of online connectivity. I think the PS2 had had an extension to plug. No, no, it did. And, they, uh, and GameCube had, had games that were online and really 3D games that were they they sort of became what it, what they are now and on during the sixth generation. I thought the sixth, yeah, the sixth. I thought you said fifth. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that's what I was going to use. Yeah, so the sixth generation that yeah. would be the PS2, and I guess the Dreamcast was kind of weird in between one, but it had online multiplayer. You're right. And on online was it as big a jump, I think, as uh, the the 2D to 3D in terms of what it brought to gaming. So I apologize because that's a great point. Online multiplayer is a changed gaming, and that's from the fifth to the sixth. But then really the 3D became what it is right now. I mean, mm-hmm. games look better, yes, but not as, as, as much as from the, from the fifth to the sixth. There's a pretty big Because the, the fifth was really blocky. Yeah. And then the sixth, it was like everything just, it's, yeah, like, PS2 has games that still okay. look pretty good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Final Fantasy 10 still looks really good. It's just the, poly- the polygon count is, is much better. During the fifth generation, they were still trying to figure out the control, yeah, the cameras. Yeah, everything was weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then you get the six to the seven, seven which being is PS three three sixty, right? And the Wii. I'll leave the the Wii be uh, a little bit little in, its, in its own thing, yeah. right? But this is where where I felt there wasn't so much um, innovation. It was a very hmm. very straight, more power. Um, Thinking what. Yeah, other than graphical... It was an iteration of the sixth generation. More advanced AI and better storytelling, I think, came with this. But nothing, no major leap like the previous things you described that I can think I, of. I think that if you were playing a console in the sixth generation, you go to the seventh, I don't, I, I don't feel it will dem- be so demanding right, right. for you. Unless you were playing a Wii. <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse. And that's, that's where Nintendo remained consistent because it, it demanded you to yeah. think about games and the way you... You, you play. That's kind of when they stopped playing the same game as everyone else and started trying new weird things. Mm-hmm. The Wii and the Wii U and but they the always, 3DS but too. Or DS. Really, if you think about it, they almost, in all generation, Nintendo did the same thing. Even from before the NES, they were doing arcades, right? So Nintendo yeah. has been present from, from before. And when you go to the 7 to the 8, there's really nothing much that changed in, in, in terms of of the way you think about games. Now we should if games get bigger and prettier. That's always something that's expected. And Nintendo sort of failed in in in, in its way, but it remained there. consistent in in telling or asking the player to this is the new concept. Right. And the and the gameplay with with the asynchronous uh, gameplay is really something that is that was introduced in this generation by by the gameplay. Although you mm-hmm. can make the case that Xbox One and the PS4 also support those kinds of experiences. We should, but they haven't exploited it that much. No, that's true. But we should mention that talking about games, like things that Nintendo do, introducing weird, wacky things, there's not. A, it's not a bad thing for the other consoles or a console to keep reiterating on what made the, f- the whole evolution chain before them so good. People want sometimes want something consistent. Look, I want a, I want a controller... I want a beautiful. I want the games to start looking and playing better. I don't necessarily want to wag my hands in the air with the Wii mode. Like I, I like innovation too, but I, don't get me wrong. I love sitting down in front of the PS4 and just playing the type of games I grew up with too. It, it is true, but you can make the case that that's why that type of mentality is what made Sega fail. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. When they went when they went from from the Genesis to the 32X to the what's it the Saturn Saturn. Yep. It was really a 
they were following that 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 sort of philosophy. Mm. But it's just bigger, better, whatever. The, the the Saturn was a very good 2D machine. Mm-hmm. Was to I think it was too late though. It was too late, yeah. but only because people went into into this new d- direction. And the Dreamcast and during the seventh generation, mm. they it's it happened a little bit because the Wii was so successful that the other two consoles, you know, they had to introduce you motion controls, stupid move and connect things that really no gamer who plays those systems really mm-hmm. wanted to deal with. So as stupid as it is, the seventh generation introduced motion control. Yeah. That's the big that that's the, the thing that defines that generation. Silly because everyone. Cars. Everyone did it. Yeah. Mobile did it too. Really? What did it do? With accelerometer. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then in the, in the DS, gyro. you know, with, with those. And are, the PS, the PSP had it too. Those are touch controls and yeah. motion controls come really in the seventh generation with, with tablets and, and phones mm-hmm. and the DS and the Wii and the, the things that, that Microsoft and Sony did. Now, what is it? What is this generation about? I'm not really sure. What's but, that? The, oh, what, uh, what's did, right now? What did this generation introduce? I think streaming. I think streaming and uh, sharing your gameplay with people, at least in, on the PS4 and Xbox, mm-hmm. you know, they have built-in streaming options. I think, which is kind of a good lead into next week's topic, of course, with, with eSports, but I think that's one thing that they're trying to do with the current stuff, making it easy to share your gaming experiences. So people. we are at the edge of this current generation mm-hmm. if... A new console is going to be released. So will we count this new console as current gen? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I mean, I, people I think... consider Wii U last gen. It's not, but we don't consider this gen over either. Just because Nintendo poops out a new system, does it really feel like? I don't feel like the PS4 and, and 360, or sorry, Xbox, are going to be obsolete or dated. No, but there will. I mean, depending on how you define it, they, they will become technically last gen. Technically, but I don't think people will adapt to that. I think people are going to stick with. They're no. all they're going to say is Nintendo caught up. That's what they're going to say. If if it winds up being on par, which it should, it which it be. which it shouldn't, because the PS4 and the Xbox One got designed as hardware years ago. Yeah, really. that's true. So in the NX, if they were designing this console, let's say two two years mm-hmm. ago or one year or, or a year ago is still years ahead in terms of... Should be years ahead in terms of hardware. But Nintendo doesn't ever go that yeah, far, no. right? So, but at ha- the very least, I it has to be a little mir- a little bit more powerful than PS4 and It should be, yeah, absolutely. It has to at least be on par. Because that's a big... People saw the Wii as a kid system and graphically inferior and, and behind. Because whether we like to admit or not, I don't think graphics makes everything. I think the Wii looks fine as it is. But you can't help but make those comparisons that, yeah, the PS4 has better looking games. And I think a lot of the gamers see that as a sign of weakness. If a game doesn't look to a certain quality that this gen expects, people will, a lot of people will dismiss it. Like, oh, Nintendo makes baby games and their games don't look good because it doesn't have blah, 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 blah. So this new system, if it's still weaker than even the PS4 or X-Bone, then, then there's no point. They're not going to capture, unless, of course, their gameplay is so phenomenal and that they have a slew of really good games that you can't already get on the Wii U. I don't just mean ports. It has to have amazing games that the, the, the NX will demand you play. Mm-hmm. We're running out of time. There's one other topic you and I want to talk about real quick. Mm. Um, so forgive me for forcefully changing it. I say we have like maybe 15 minutes left at the most. I've just uh, been ranting since. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's easy, to, <laughs> it's easy to rant. There's an article that came out. I don't remember who wrote it. Maybe you do. But it was an article from a developer who was, to sum it up, uh, complaining about people in the games industry 
who want uh, kind of regular hours. They don't. They don't want this. Like he's he's complaining about people who complain about the high crunch, uh, a lot of the overtime. The 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 wages in the game industry is good, but if you consider you're working eighty hour work weeks, then suddenly you know a sixty seventy thousand uh, dollar salary doesn't seem so high when you when you're spending your whole life doing that kind of thing. Now that has, I've been lucky that in my game, my gaming uh, industry experience, I've not experienced a lot of that. Um, so I personally have a different perspective than maybe someone who works at a big studio does uh, at another, in a big city. Um, but so his whole premise was like, you know, stop, I guess some of it is stop bitching. You're lucky to have a games job. You're lucky to be in this industry. People would kill to have it. So shut up take these these crap hours and sometimes crap conditions and just, you know, if you don't like it, quit and let someone else do it. Uh, we don't care if you want to have a 40 to 50 hour work week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the original article was, was by Dean Takahashi. Thank you. Which oh, really? I believe it was um, an evangelist for Apple in the 80s something okay. like, or the 90s. But anyway, it's, it's, it's an insider, right? So he's been in the industry, yeah. not, not in the games industry, I think, okay. but in tech, the tech, tech industry, industry. Yeah. yeah, for software uh, and hardware. And, right. Um, so he says that he's worked, and he knows a lot of uh, people in the games industry, which is... I believe it. Which I, I yeah. believe. Um, but how, how, how did it make you feel, that article? So I, we, we, we'll, we'll have a link. Yeah, I read the article, but I read the rebuttal with it. And okay, okay. The rebuttal was kind of my inner monologue expressed more eloquently than I could have. I I, mm-hmm. I mostly agreed with the person who was rebutting it, which mm-hmm. of course we'll link to. Um you know, he disagrees. He like I think there's a big talk in, in the North American climate about fair work wages. Uh you know, for this is not the same thing, but what I'm getting at is so as I was saying, the minimum wage uh problems in say North America and American stuff is a lot of people are talking about fair wages. Uh, you don't make enough based off what 10 bucks an hour. So, um, I kind of lost my thought in my tangent there cause there was a slight distraction. Um, but you know, basically people are more sensitive and, and realize that they should be making more for even the quote unquote regular, uh, standard jobs. So, you know, this guy, I agree that you shouldn't have to spend your entire life like almost literally from you know when you get up to when you go to bed working even if it's a thing you love i love making games i love art i also love my time where i get to spend it with you know my family or uh, friends or or playing playing games i love playing games too you know so if i were on crunch all the time yeah of course i'm gonna i would burn out what do you think well I have a lot of thoughts about that article. That article is really complicated and really complex because you have to take into account the views of someone that doesn't work in the industry. Mm. And in and it depends also in how do you find being right, right? So if you mm. define it as a lot of people agreeing with you, so he's he might be right in the in the minds and the eyes of a lot well, of yeah, people. Well, yeah, it's a privileged job, and and I'm not going to pretend that it's not like. I I'm I feel I don't believe in metaphysical thing, but for lack of a better term, I feel blessed to have this job. In terms of yeah, I worked hard to get it and I earned it, but it's not like it's a commonplace job. It's it's difficult to get yourself into the games industry. Look, I feel that way too, but I wouldn't define it as such because it it 
one of the implications of that article is that it's a condescension to game developers. It is. Yeah, right? I agree. It's, it's and basically, he's yeah. repeatedly saying that it's not a job, that oh, it's an right. art. Yeah, so you, right? were, you should have but to. But those, those yeah. two things, and, and the guy writing the rebuttal, mm. he was really clear and I think uh, really right in saying that those things are not mutually uh, exclusive, mm-hmm. right? And it is completely true. Yep. We have jobs and those are real jobs. And <laughs> every job has a lot of complexities, a lot of difficulties. And it's not like, there's other things too. It's not like when you're working on a game, depending on where a studio, if you're not like a small indie developer, maybe you're not working on a game that at that moment you're particularly passionate about. So yeah, I love doing art, but maybe I don't love that that genre. It's still a job. I mean, my passion wouldn't be to say, make a sports game, but I would still work on it and give it my all because it's my job too. Yeah, but I, I think the problem, it's, it goes deeper. So I think the problem is that in, a, in the eyes of a lot of people, games, first, games, not game development, games is just a silly thing that doesn't, <laughs> yeah. that is not worth your, your adult We're serious not doctors. time. We're not saving lives or anything. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, th- those are not relevant jobs, right? So people with real jobs, people yeah. that go and, and contribute to society, and suits and, and right? uh, nice they have the right to complain or to say that their jobs are hard because they're doing something that is worth, that is right. worth it. In the, in the, in the eyes and the minds of people. Mm-hmm. And from that point of view, yeah, if you, if you come and say, Oh, I don't like this. I don't like my job. I work too, too long hours and yeah. I'm just, they're like, and, you're, and, th- and the way he's defining the job that you and I do is mm-hmm. pushing mouse. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He, he, he belittles over, it by right? saying you just push your mouse around and people think the, the average layman, you, even I've heard this. Oh, you work in the games. You play games all day, and I'm like, <laughs> how do you convey to someone the? And I even I don't understand every branch of, of gaming. I I'm an artist, so I know the time, hours, and and work I had to put just to be able to do what I do. It's you know anybody out there who does art knows how hard it is to get to a certain level, and that's work you do outside of work or before you even get a job. So to say something like, you know. You, uh, you, you're lucky. You don't deserve to make a certain wage, or you should be. You should love every second that you're doing it. You know, like even when I'm painting for myself, I still want to take breaks. I still want to do other things too to to, to refresh my creativity or, or just to take a break. Well, this has to do a lot with the notion that work must be something that you hate. You don't, yeah, yeah. That makes you, you hate tougher. work. You love your hobbies. If you get paid to do your hobby, then it's not work. Why would you ever want to stop? You want to do it all the time, right? And and why would you complain? How dare you complain? Exactly. That's a, is, is this mindset. So that is the mindset. And yeah. it, it also, and it, there's also some, uh, another shade of this, which is, um, have you heard moms or any, anyone <laughs> say that you should eat all your food because yes. there's people starving in yeah, some, yeah, some other part of the world, right? A casual or common thing, yeah. Now, that notion is, it's kind of like, it's on that same neighborhood of ideas, <laughs> right? Because, hey, you you don't even have a hard job. You just sit yeah. on a desk and just, you know. You move your mouse around. And you move your mouse <laughs> around. So you shouldn't complain at all. You don't have the right to complain. How dare you, right? CG? So, before, I mean, not even going to video games or anything like that. I think right. the problem is around there is is the 
the image. It's seen as a as a. It just doesn't seem like it. people hear it, and they don't think it's a job. They just think it's a oh you get to play games or you or you uh, making games isn't hard. You know they don't know how to do it because they don't have any knowledge of of like if you don't sit there and think about what it goes in to make a game. You're what are you going to assume? You don't know all the moving parts and stuff that goes into into that. So maybe you just think it's all fun. I mean it's not always fun. Uh, even when I love my job, sometimes it's not fun, you know, but, but of course I also have a passion for games and making games, but it's still a job. I don't know how else to put it. Like, what, I and what the article says a lot and, and the, the guy who's writing the, the rebuttal, I don't remember his name. I can't either. He uh, says a lot. Link to it. It's, um, about project managers and people in, in management positions doing a bad job at scheduling. The, the rebuttal guy said that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's also on them to schedule and plan accordingly to avoid crunch scenarios. And that is completely correct. I agree. And yeah, you can't... Look, I, going in an industry, you expect some crunch. It's going to happen sometimes. Something might get messed up. Something's not seen. And it's reasonable to ask a week or two here and there to do that. But some I've heard of some places where it's almost always crunch, where, you're, where people will be sleeping at their desks and shit and that's just not reasonable to me. That is a very common practice in the in the video game. Yeah, I mean, and I've spent a lot of nights at my desk in in, in previous work right. that I have, and or or Sundays or people value their free time while they love it, right? Yeah, I mean this is something that is really common, but um, this happens because of bad management or bad human relationships with, with in in inside of of companies because yeah. software development is really complicated. It and is. then and then you have game development, which is a subdivision of software development mm-hmm. that integrates a lot of artistic yep. stuff that is really hard to manage, really. And and then you're gonna throw in publishers, developers, license holders. When you have a game, um, compared to a software, mm-hmm. a software in the end, if it gives you the right number, that's right. But in games, you have to have fun with it. So yeah. it's really yeah. it's, it's, it's entertainment. A really, it's a really abstract concept. So I understand the the part in which in which they say that. It is an art, and it is very artisanal to make video games, but that has nothing to do with the point, you know? The point is that there, there is bad practices in, in, in management because um, some of the techniques are antiquate or are not appropriate. Right. So it is true, and, 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 and if, you, if you spend time with, with project managers... They sometimes think that they need to push the employees in order to get them to work. Oh, yeah. Right? There's a lot of that culture, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all sorts of, of different ideas that go everywhere. But I, I, I would think the thing that offended me, not offended me the most, but that I think is the biggest problem here mm-hmm. is the notion that that work, you must suffer, you, you must dislike your, your work. And right. it, work must, be do, must do something to contribute to society in the eyes of whomever. That's so stupid. When and if people, when, not, you, 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 you don't even have a real job. But look at that. People idolize celebrities so much. Uh-huh. Yet at the same time, they will uh, dismiss an actor. Like, you you get to act for a living. You make a lot of money. Boo-hoo. We don't feel bad for you. Despite some actors for roles will have to spend all their time working out or to get fit a certain spot or they're away from their family for months at end. Like, those are all jobs too like, and, and yeah it's a good job and 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 not everyone gets to have it and that's really cool but still it's still a job that but, it, but it's, 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 it's a sort of jealousy isn't it 
Kind of a little bit. I don't care what you do for a job. I, why should I care? And, it, and even, I mean, let alone being offended by your job. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's stupid. Every job. Okay. The reason there's an industry is because there's a need for it. If people didn't want or like games, that wouldn't be an industry. So don't, you shouldn't be pissy towards someone who's, who's creating something that clearly has a value of some sort, be it entertainment. Look, I'm not, I think that some jobs are more important than others. I think doctors are very important. I think scientists are very important because they move society forward. I'm not going to, I would elevate those jobs up. But I don't want to push other jobs down because every job is important to some some person or some extent. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist because there would literally be no need for it. I mean, are there priorities? Yeah, of yes, course. Yes, there are priorities, yeah. right? So that being covered, and it is covered, mm-hmm. everybody needs entertainment. Of course, you, Yeah, it keeps even, people happy. Even the people that are actually contributing. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what keeps them sane. Lawyers and doctors play games too, at least in my experience. And watch movies and go out yeah. to eat, and you know they well, play sports. You, you know that all, all 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 of that is it's needed for to have a complete and healthy human experience. Yeah, you don't want to just work and sleep or do nothing. Like entertainment, like you see what happens to people who are in ref, like refined area or confined areas and and can't do anything, and they start to go mm-hmm. a little loopy. Because you don't have to occupy your brain, you need these things. So yeah, no, look, gaming is not being a doctor. Making games is not the same as, as saving lives. But to dismiss it as not a job is also stupid because, you know, people do appreciate and like them. And, now, I know. and all that being said, yeah. and now we, we go into, into the actual topic of, of game development. We have to wrap it up soon. It's <laughs> super hard. It's very hard. It's highly specialized, yeah. highly skilled. You need, you mean you're... The way you must think in order to, I mean, okay, I'll say it, I'll say it this way. Okay. Good games are not an accident. Right. Any game is not an accident. Any nope. game, is, I, I Even always Even bad call games it, are an accident. I've always said it. Every game that, get, that gets released is a little miracle. Yes. Because it's super hard. And now, every good game that is out there, you like it or not, mm-hmm. it's because it was made by, by really highly intelligent, Highly capable, high skilled people. Highly skilled. I don't believe people. in talent, but I believe in skill. And you, right. and you make. It's not an accident that you get to a certain point. Just like it's, it's not an accident to create a good game. It's really, it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly Look, hard. Look, it's it's not. It's a lot of fun. Yes, but it's incredibly hard. It's but of, it can be frustrating I mean, and, and hard to do. You know, I've had different jobs outside the industry. Same not here. a lot, <laughs> but to me. Video game development jobs are the hardest. Of what you've worked, personally. Yes. Yeah. The hardest. The things that demanded me thinking, um, actually performing the better, uh, the best at, at the best of my capacity. There's some, there's, and it's also the most enjoyable, fulfilling, yeah, fun experience. Because we that love games. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, people, I, I don't think people take mental stress, mentally strenuous jobs seriously as something that requires physical exertion to be like it sounds stupid if it sounds like i'm uh like a boohoo baby when i say that it's difficult uh to come up with ideas it's difficult to create things for a game like concept editing for example is a difficult job because you your your brain has to work extra hard to create appealing images appealing designs functional designs but you know all people are going to see a layman is like oh you're just drawing pictures all day why are you 
Why are you tired? Why do you what you you feel tired because you had to draw hard? Mm-hmm. It sounds dumb to a layman, but it it makes sense. Creativity is is really hard to harness, and it doesn't always want to work, and and it has to go through loads of people depending on where you work just to even get approval it's it's uh not, it can, it's fun but it, it's also not fun sometimes and additionally um i think the, this is my final point there okay. is some fault in in our hands in, in the game developers what do we do wrong cd tell us i think we haven't done the best job we can at communicating what is what is it that we do sometimes even within mm-hmm. video game video game uh companies uh for for a, for the longest time i didn't know what each discipline was yeah, supposed to do yeah i still don't know within... exactly what some of the uh uh-huh. more longer named disciplines do mm-hmm. uh or what goes into it and yeah of course and so i, I don't, don't don't think people care so it's hard <laughs> to explain what you do yeah. it's hard to explain what everyone else in within your company does it's and kind of... and, and a lot of us nerdy people mm. are so self-contained are so in a bubble that sometimes we're not really good at communicating that, yeah. th- those aspects of what we do. So that only makes the problem worse. <laughs> so there's a little bit of fault in, 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 so because when I, when I, now that I, that I have a, that I've been in, in, in the positions that I've been yeah. holding in, in, in my jobs, uh, I've been trying to do a better job on, 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 Describing what I do to people outside of the industry, non-gamers, non-game mm-hmm. development people. And I've had really good experiences. Like when I actually, we, we start, you know, talking about the specifics about what we do. And they're like, well, okay, that's, that's too much. I don't like think I've ever really sat down and tried to weird. explain all that goes into what I do. If I just say I, I, I make, uh, I, I'm an artist for games, you know. Mm-hmm. It usually doesn't go too much farther than that. I don't have to explain all the procedures and stuff that go with it. The committees, if you know, just to get a... It, it takes a committee to get even one image through because it goes through so many hands and so much bouncing around and different people and different ideas, and you have to consolidate those ideas into one design that makes most people happy. It's... It's... it's, <laughs> it's it can be frustrating. You know, I ways. once read in a book that... It was a book about programming, and and it started saying like, "Do you know why coders get paid so much, or something like that?" Right. And it was because nobody knows what they do, <laughs> right? Coders so, are man, those are um, crazy. And it's it's very complicated, but in yeah. in a way, it's true. Nobody really messes up when a coder with a coder, unless you're a coder. But if you're not a coder, and the coder tells you, "Oh, you can do that." It's too. It's too hard. You just accept. That's it. as much as you discuss with the coder. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't want to get into those. those Man, I of hear code so often being like, they'll come to the artist and be like, "Are you? You're trying to introduce more new things. We can't do those things right now, or or stop trying to add things. We can't. We don't. We just don't have the time, or we can't do it right now, or it's not. It's too performance heavy and stuff. And I, and you hear that uh, fairly often. Because the artists get excited and they want to create the coolest visuals that they they possibly can, or the most creative ways of showing things. And, but sometimes it's just not possible, and especially when you're on a limited platform like mobile, where you can only, you know, you have to take account like draw calls and. Mm-hmm. and uh, but let's say crap. you're talking to someone, right? And that person assumes that you say, "Oh, I'm an artist." Oh, it's just drawing pretty pictures. Mm. 
if that's as 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 far I as wish you that's go, what all was. <laughs> yes, if, if if that as far as you go, then then you're not you're not you are not me, uh, doing a good job at explaining. No, you're right. And the other person is just being condescending, right? So the, sometimes this is bad. Mm. Maybe this is a bad example. But sometimes the way you get people's respect is by overwhelming them with explanations. <laughs> so if you go, if, I, I do this sometimes. Like, okay, so what does a game designer do? I'm like, well, game designers do this, and you have to take into consideration this and that and that and that and that. And you, I know, I'm good at talking. Mm. I mean, I might not make a lot of sense, but <laughs> I, I can go on and on and on. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then by the end, they, they sort of understand some of the complexity around it because you as an artist you you just don't make something that's pretty it needs to be functional it needs to be tethered to reality and those realities are grounded on you know on technical actual technical issues and And limitations limitations that you have to take into consideration and you have to remember that there's so many disciplines of art 3d modeler is not the same as the concept art is not the same as an animator people will see that and think that you can do all of it. Mm. It, it. But it's funny though, because with an artist, sometimes you don't need to say more because people will instantly respect that you can make art. Uh, I hate when people think it's a talented thing. I, I like I said, I, I don't, I only kind of believe that talent exists. I think most of it's hard work and study, but uh, anyways, probably shouldn't. Whenever it's just you and I, I find our episodes run way longer. <laughs> we need <laughs> left to stop us from, from rambling. Uh, and it's, we're already an hour and like 15 minutes in, so we should probably wrap up. Even though I could easily keep going about all of this stuff. I don't know why I ever worry that we're never going to have enough <laughs> to talk about. Because uh, we always do. So I, I guess we should wrap it up. Read the article out there. Oh, I, I posted a, a rant. In, in, in There's a new website. one out? Yeah, it's called Screen Time. Oh, it's, it's out, out? Yeah, it's out. I didn't know it was out. <laughs> Tell us. All right, well, read that too. Bonusbarrel.com. It's a little, bit, a little bit short. Is there graphics? No, no, no. I'm going in. Uh, I'm going to add a graphic. Cool. People need graphics, CG. Okay. Uh, awesome. That's really cool. So, yeah, check that out. And, well, I guess wrap it up time. Uh, it was a fun episode. Lef actually did text me. Uh, he said, uh, for, the, for the listener out there, okay, so I just woke up can't believe it and i will text back neither can i <laughs> and i'll add two exclamation points oh it would have it would have been nice to have left <laughs> during this discussion because you know who really gets the the oh, the worst end of yeah, the stick testers qa they get poop all right let's let's uh not, all, not only from non-gaming people yeah or non game the game industry people but even people inside the game industry don't respect QA as much as they should Let's try to make a note for next week to start it so off and get Left's opinion on this. And maybe I can uh, lure Megan into talking a little bit about it, too. Uh, yes, so, uh, bonusbarrel.com. CG Rants uh, and all of our stuff. Uh, CartridgeClub.org, our podcasts are there. YouTube. I don't think there's a new one out yet. Three weeks now, we said there would be. Uh, so, hopefully that comes out. And, uh, you know, Twitter and all that crap. If you don't agree with us, uh, let us know. And if you agree with us, you can also let us know. So just let us know when. Yeah, let us know. Some, <laughs> say hello. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Of course, this is Rob and Have a good one. <laughs>